Here Let's we go it. again. Woo. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, Brandon, and nice. boys. Today, we've got a fun one. We're going to obviously recap last night's UFC fight night, which was headlined by Jamal Hill versus Johnny Walker. Mm. Then we're going to get you set up for this coming week's UFC fight night, with ha- which has a new main event, mm-hmm. Islam Makhachev versus Bobby Mean Green. A little bit of news at the end, but boys, we're trying something a little new today. You got to, man. We're going to do something a little new, and we're going to kick off the episode with it. We have... A very special guest that we need to introduce right now. He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. Mm-hmm. He is also a mixed martial artist who this Saturday, February 26th in Maryville, Indiana, will be facing Kyle Thomason for the Coliseum Combat Amateur Lightweight title. He is the fighting pride of Danville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. He is Cedo, king of the jungle, Nunes. Yeah. Cedo, can you hear us, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, fellas? I'm great. How y'all feeling? We're good, good man. Good, we man, pre- appreciate you uh, giving us a little time uh, today, man. You are six days out from your first uh, amateur title fight, man. How are you feeling? Uh, false, just- false, false. False? Not the first? I've ha- Hell no. I had an amateur title two years ago on the exact date, which is crazy. No oh, kidding. That's crazy. Nice. That's crazy. And then, and then my last fight was a short notice fight, and it was for the interim chain. Basically, they made a chain for yeah. our fight, me and Sheldon. So, yeah, I'm not new to this hardware game. This is my third, third time's the charm. Know what I'm saying? All right, nice. love it, man. Sorry about that. Yeah, we. I got no, on your good. no, I got on your page, and it just it just didn't say that the fights were um, any title fights. Like I knew about the chain fight because like we were there for that, but um, that's awesome, man. Heck yeah. Well, how you feeling, dude? Like I said, like six days removed, six days out. Weight's good. Everything feeling good. Oh, man, I'm alive. I'm blessed. I'm a little stressed, but that's life, man. So life is great. <laughs> so this is your third your third title shot, right? So what is what are your thoughts or in terms of the difference between going into a title fight versus, say, like a regular matchup? Is there a big difference for you, like in terms of your, your headspace or, or is it just same old thing for you? Uh, it's not ne- necessarily nothing different except for the materialistic. What's different is like how I come to the fight each and every time because like no fight is the exact same. Mm -hmm. So every fight like it's something a little bit different each and every time. So, yeah, the title has something a little bit more to do with it, but this ain't pro right now. So we're not going five rounds. Mm -hmm. I was prepared for five rounds, Mm -hmm. but shit, it's three, three minute rounds. It's Mm -hmm. another amateur fight. Okay, nice. Um, So. You know, one thing that I think is always interesting is why people choose fighting. So out of all the things you could do with your time, what makes fighting the thing that you love to do? Oh, bro, man, that's a whole, like, two hour. That's what y'all need <laughs> to be on the podcast because that's that real shit. Right. Okay. But I'm going to keep it short and simple, man. Like, I ain't going to fight forever. Like, I personally got, like, my own goals and desires that I choose to do with this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I execute them, I'm fucking done. And I'm just going to help fighters be the best fighters they can be whether it's like short-term fighters long-term fighters because like i didn't have like all those proper guidance coming Mm. up into this industry so i'm just looking to do whatever i do have fun with it and then help other fighters stay in the fight game of course but oh yeah 
So um, that's great. With MMA being so unpredictable, what's something that you try to guarantee fight fans get from a CEDO fight at the end of the day? I'm going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, you better go check my resume, man. Yeah. Out of all my eight amateur fights, most of them were short notice, yeah. mm-hmm. injuries, broken nose, two black eyes, dislocated ribs, woo-woo. Like, nice. If I, if I tell you I'm fighting, I'm showing up. That's God not something forbid, everybody can say. On my soul, God forbid, like one of my youngins, family, something happens, I'm still going to show up and fight. I'll deal with that shit after. Okay. That's so true, man. I'm glad you brought that. I was actually going to bring that up. Like, if you go through your record, right? I mean, it's crazy because last minute fights, you're always fighting like the toughest guys. Like, you know, we just talked about your last one for the chain against uh, uh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. You know, like that, that dude's a killer, man. And, you know, you're. Oh, just, yeah. He was a stout. Yeah. You're just always just 100% game. But I feel like for you, people feed off that energy because you're a guy that nobody says a bad thing about Cedo, right? You know, like, and, and I think too, like even being here in Kokomo, like people know who you are, man. And, and people are very drawn to you as a fighter and, and just in your personality, you know? So I, I think that's really cool. And, and you hit it right on the nose with saying you always show up. Man, I value and I appreciate that. And it's the same shit. Like over here, like them, they're my people too. Like I, I kicked it with them. I trained with them. It's nothing personal. It's just me and Kyle were competitors before sure. we were homies. Mm-hmm. Like, I got homies in that same gym. Like, I'll say what's up. I'm going to kick it. We just saw all each other before, like, at a tournament. Mm-hmm. And it's it's no bad blood. Like, as long as you give me some good energy, I'm going to return it. Mm-hmm. But you can't ask that from everybody. But right. I come up with the utmost respect. Even when my people were in the wrongs. I come up and I'm like, yo, I want you to personally know, like, I ride with my mans, woo woo, but I put him in check and I apologize because, like, you are who you hang with and mm-hmm. it's likewise. So if I'm around some good shit, people are going to feel that good shit. Mm-hmm. If I'm around some bullshit, which is bound to happen because it's yin and yang in life, mm-hmm. they're going to try to put that bullshit with me and I'll try to carry myself in the utmost respect, highest mm-hmm. form of whatever I can be. Right. Nice, man. I saw on uh, I saw on your IG that you uh, trained with uh, Nate Diaz uh, not too long ago. <laughs> How'd that come about? And uh, what was your takeaway? What was that experience like, man? What What was that? It, it was cool. Just know that's a real motherfucker. That's like <laughs> I, I've said it before. Don't ever compare me to nobody in the fight game because I'm me, myself and I. I'm my mm-hmm. own individual. But if y'all compare to me to anybody, it's Nick and Nate. Y'all can compare <laughs> me to them because they're the realest in the game. Nice. And I'm the realest in this game. Awesome. Nice. How did that – so how did that come up? Like, did, did, were they in Indiana? Did you fly out there – or uh, Illinois, I mean? Did you fly – like, how did that happen? Nah, I was uh, doing what I was doing, just traveling, doing some fight shit, work, train, repeat type shit, uh, helping one of my people with one of his fights. Uh, shout out to my man, Steve-O. Fucking one is DKFC, <laughs> but – uh nate had a seminar out there so we went out there uh paid that fee had the moment and took the knowledge awesome you nice. just oh were you gonna say something you can go ahead. oh you just mentioned uh, uh your boy steve-o and steve-o has actually fought kyle um i know he's like twice. you said yeah, twice yep and I, I know he's in florida you know doing his bare knuckle thing right now um but have you talked to him i'm sure you have in the lead up to this fight and has he been able to kind of help you from afar in your preparation for approaching this fight uh i talk to him all the time that's my man's right. but uh as far as preparation like it's we don't we don't talk about fight shit like if fight shit mm-hmm. comes up like it's not one of the things like oh this fight woo woo we're calling catching up seeing how each other are doing how the mm-hmm. family's doing how's life doing yeah but 
it's the same shit, different smell. He knows what he's going to try to do. I know what he's going to try to do. He's going to probably switch it up. Yeah. But it's it's just same shit, different smell. Yeah, that's Kyle in front of me, but I'm not fighting Kyle. I'm fighting myself. Like, that's mm-hmm. people's problems. Like, I'm learning to evolve myself overall in this fight game. When these people are fighting, they're fighting that person. Mm-hmm. I'm just fighting my last fight. As long as I'm better than my last fight, then I'm happy. I'm satisfied. And I know I'm better each and every time. Even my last fight, it didn't show that I was better. But me telling motherfuckers, like, and they know it, like, hey, you got to kill this dude. Woo, woo. He can take some hits. He's going to swing. He ain't going to he ain't gonna run from you. He going to stand there in your face. He going to be on you. You got to kill him. Mm-hmm. Sheldon had to kill me. Yeah. He should have. He, he tried to hold it. He should have held it a little bit longer, but you didn't kill me. So guess what? <laughs> Kyle's got to try to kill me. So, and, a, and after Kyle, someone else has got to try to kill me. Everybody's going to have to try to kill me till I die, bro. That's yeah. life. Right. You were in the corner, too, for both of those fights. So, you know, putting yourself back in those, you know, when you're in that corner, you know, you had, other than, the, you know, the ref, you had the best seat in the house, so to speak. So, you know, do you are you going back to those? You know, are you seeing anything when you, you know, think back to being in the corner that you're going to implement in this fight? No, no, because Kyle's a new individual that ain't the same Kyle. And it's likewise like us back then. We're way crazy, better fighters. Like we're well evolved back then. Mm -hmm. We were just literally signing up, showing up and fighting. Now we're like getting proper training, proper nutrition. And you see how that's elevated for both of us in our fight careers. Even though I don't display mine like on social media all the time, Mm -hmm. like it's taking my shit way, way past what it was. I, nice. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, you actually came to Gaha, and uh, I was in there. I, we actually got the chance to roll together, um, but we I kind of talked to you after we rolled, and um, you had told me then, if I remember, that you were kind of uh, training. like You didn't really have like a home gym. You kind of just train around. You go to different gyms, yeah. I believe. And so is that still the case today, or have you found a more permanent team to train with uh, to lead up for a fight like this? Oh, yeah. I've surrounded myself with like a more permanent like disciplined establishment like before then i wasn't getting like i would get love like y'all like you just talked about that that's them showing me love man like i've had gyms show me that love but you can only do it to a certain extent or you can't give somebody everything and if it's not too beneficial for me at the time i'm not gonna pack up all my shit and go over there like i'm a man of my morals i'm a fighter first and that's a life fighter sometimes my family needs me out here i can't be two hours away when they need me to drive 10 minutes away to pick up my niece from getting hit with a car Mm -hmm. or follow a family member here, do this type of shit. So I I was just blessed enough that I got linked up with some good people that started a great Muay Thai gym. Shout out to my team, Vonaron Muay Thai, uh, Nilan. He's a bad motherfucker. Came Hmm. from Thailand. He's, he's a, he's a cold dude. He's definitely the people that I've surrounded myself with. They're not changing who I am. They're just, sharpening my tools they see what i do and Mm -hmm. what can work for me and what i can improve on so that's the biggest thing that's my biggest downfall i was lacking all that shit and i got all that shit now so you see what i've been doing by myself imagine what i could do with a team so pretty much safe to say saturday it's going to be the best version of cedo we've seen oh yeah every time it's a well more evolved but this one is like the absolute most evolved Nice. Well, I want to wrap it up here with a really fun one. Um, you know, everybody has dreams and aspirations of where they're trying to go. So what would be your dream UFC fight? Who would you fight? I'm going to be the best fighter to never fight in the UFC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Do you have anybody no, like as I'm you growing up? 
because you know what's going to happen. The UFC is going to hear about me one day, and they're going to want me, and I'm going to say click, click, click. And then the last time I'm going to be like, hey, y'all already know what's up. I'm not going to spill my business out here. This is going to be for everybody to question and wonder when it happens. Oh, damn, why didn't he fight? Why didn't he fight? And then maybe, maybe on that fourth call, <laughs> once they talk to my personal people, maybe I'll fight in the UFC. There you go. Well, man. So what, what's like the it, deeper reason behind that? Like just like just don't want to you know go for a bigger promotion, the money. Like what is the reason for that? It's once again like it's personal goals. Like that's yeah. one of them things. Like I can't expose those secrets on here. Okay. We need that. Yeah, we yeah. need that podcast. Y'all can just hey, y'all just gotta give me a time, a place, and a day. Yeah, and I'll slide on y'all. We'll make that shit happen. Love that, right. man, for sure. Uh, last one. What's the walkout song gonna be? Man, I don't even know because <laughs> politics shit, man. They always, they always, oh, bro, I'm about to get, oof. Okay, one second. Take it. Take your second. It, <laughs> it, it's not going to matter in five years, so I'm not going to waste five minutes on it. But I don't know because they're always restricting me. Hey, you can't play this. You can't do this. You can't really? say this. You can't say that. And that's all. And it, and it's not the promotion directly always. It's yeah. like politics in between it. But sure. I think all that shit's bullshit because – the show like wouldn't be the show without us. Like, you feel right, me? Right. Let me be me. You so you're telling me it's okay to watch someone damn near die in the cage? Like I got, I got my homie shit on there. He died fight related. Mm-hmm. I got people that I fought on the same card with that end up going to the hospital getting open brain surgery. Like you're telling me you could watch someone get their face beat in, but you can't hear like bitch fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm sorry. Right. I'm trying to. Monitor no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Like this open platform. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Non-censored? Non-censored, man. You're good. Bro, this this is life. Like, you telling me people in Indiana ain't throwing up rakes doing this or that, woo-woo, saying, bitch, nigga, ho, fuck. Right. Bro, so you can see me damn near die in the cage in front of my fucking mom, but you can't hear, like, if you're going to slide, pussy nigga, then slide, then. Like, something that means something to me to, like, let y'all feel like the type of man I am. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. I've I've talked to Cito. He's a nice dude, woo-woo. Damn, what the fuck was that hard shit? Oh yeah. damn. I didn't I didn't realize Cito had like this mileage outside the cage. Like mm-hmm. he was fighting fights before the fight game. Like he right. was a that's why my shit says life fighter, bro. Mm-hmm. I go through I go through fights daily. Right. That's awesome, man. Like that's like you know, stuff like we don't ever, you know, hear that stuff or see that stuff. So man, we appreciate you sharing that for real. Yeah. That's awesome. No, nah, it's no, it's likewise, and that's why I said, like, sometimes, man, like, everything that I know and I experience and that, like, we're learning within, like, the whole, like, industry, mm-hmm. like, that shit, I could go on for hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Cito, man, we appreciate you, dude. I mean, we'll, we definitely need to link back up and, uh, like you said, maybe do a little bit of a longer one uh, someday here soon. So we're going to let you get back to your Sunday, man. We appreciate you giving us a little bit of time. We are going to try to get Kyle on the phone next. you have any message for him, we can relay it to him. No, nah, that's my man's, like, slash not my man's. He knows what's <laughs> up. It's, <all> respect. <laughs> it, 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 it's respect. Like, yeah. it's all love. Absolutely. It's nothing directly to him. He just has something physical that I want. Love right. that, man. That's awesome, Cito. Man, we appreciate it again, man. We'll talk to you later. Be safe. Stay dangerous. I appreciate y'all. Peace yes, out, sir. man. Later. There he is. Uh, you just ended. Yep. There it is. Cito Nunez, boy. 
I could probably listen to Cito. He 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 gets me ready to run through a wall. Man, oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get the short notice fights and stuff. Now sometimes you don't know what somebody's makeup is, and yeah, he man. definitely has that. Well, I was and I was going through it, and I'm like, man, you look at some of these guys. He's you know went against and like. You know, maybe he's lost to them, but then that guy's like 4-0. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he's always there, always showing up. Um, fellas, mm-hmm. now we move on to the other half of the main event this mm-hmm. Saturday night at Coliseum Combat. He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt. Mm-hmm. He's also a mixed martial artist who defends that title this Saturday. As we said, in Maryville, Indiana. He fights out of Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right here in Kokomo, Indiana. He's at Walmart right now. He is Kyle <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, guys? What's up, buddy? You doing all right? Uh, doing well, doing well. Hey, you awesome. Just, you just told ready. us you got to eat and stuff, so you're probably feeling good. I, I am feeling good, yeah. My weight's feeling pretty good getting ready to go home and make uh, some chocolate like uh repeat like healthy version nice so pretty awesome. stoked for that awesome man well we're gonna get into it because we want to get you on your way get you back to your day but let's start out so you haven't fought man in almost like two years um so as we're kind of approaching the fight day um actually a little over two years i forgot um are you how are you feeling you know you're a little nervous or does it all still seem pretty familiar you know, I'm actually feeling really good. I had a couple, uh, couple warm ups with this, uh, with these jujitsu tournaments, and I went out there and I killed it and um, felt really good. And I think a lot of that has to do with tracksuit. So, really, really <laughs> uh, ready to the, dude, so the, put so it together. So, you're telling us the, the tracksuit mafia is going to be in full effect on uh, Saturday night? Oh, absolutely. That could be like your nickname, man. Kyle Tracksuit Thomas. I absolutely man. love that. Um, so you just cut. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, there's a difference between Kyle and then Tracksuit Kyle. Yeah. Tracksuit Kyle bringing the heat. <laughs> yes. I love that. Hoist Gracie came out in a gi. You come out in the tracksuit. I love yeah. it. That's right. You got to let him know. I, I love that. Well, um,. You just mentioned kind of, you know, the jiu-jitsu tournaments. You know, this is your first MMA fight outside of Kokomo. Um, so, once again, any any additional nerves attached to that, you know, a little bit, you know, it's a little bit unfamiliar, or the fact that, you know, you you, you travel all over for jiu-jitsu tournaments. Has that kind of prepared you for this? Oh, yeah. I'm not really sweating it, like going out of town or anything like that. I mean, it's a little inconvenient just because um, – you know, I could literally hop out of bed and be like, oh, it's five o'clock. Time right. to go to, uh, you know, go to the yeah. fight. Yeah. But, yeah. But, no, I'm not really nervous uh, as far as, like, going out of town, like, at all. Well, I'm ready. Ready to go on that end. Awesome. All right, Kyle. So, listen, um, I know, you, like you said, you had the long way off from that injury. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like kind of recovering from that. It was a knee injury, right? Yes. So the first one was a knee was a knee injury. So I went to the um, I went to the doctor, and um, when I first went there, they were like, "Oh, hey, uh, you sprained your uh, you sprained your knee. Give it like a month." So I gave it a month. It didn't get better. Um, I went back. I got an MRI, and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, you tore your meniscus. You're gonna have to have surgery." Mm. Talked to the doctor a little bit, and they're basically saying I can go get a scope. It's not that big of a deal, but it leads to early arthritis. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, talking to this other guy, and I ended up doing TRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, and it's supposed to help grow the tissue back. Well, it's not like a guaranteed thing, and he mm-hmm. gave me like an 80% chance of that. So I was like, oh, fuck it. You know, that sounds good. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, it it didn't work. And I, I was basically supposed to sit. He told me just to sit for like six months. So the, the whole process got drawn out way longer mm. than it should have. Yeah. And then I went and had my surgery. And that took, uh, you know, that took a while too. So that's, that's how I got really fat. Okay. So do you think that layoff, did it, was it a good thing? Or do you think it was just completely irritating to be off for that long? Oh, man. Yeah. It was completely irritating. But I will say this. I definitely put on some size, like when I cut down back to 55, I feel like I'm bigger, okay. so stronger, like more muscle mass. A little bit of so silver honestly, lining. it was, yeah, silver lining for sure. Um, plus, it'll kind of happen at the same time that COVID did, so that was, that was kind of nice too, you know, because it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was missing out because everybody else was training. Nice. Well, uh, with you training and teaching a lot, being in these big jujitsu tournaments and stuff, has fighting became more of like a competitive itch thing for you? Or are you wanting to see the fruits of your labors from all the training you do? More along the lines of the fruits of the labors. To be perfectly honest, um, I really like teaching mm-hmm. and uh, competing and doing all that other thing. is just basically a way to showcase that I don't suck, you know? Nice. Anybody can be like, oh, yeah, I want to come teach you this and that. But you tend to kind of look and see what people, you know, have right. done, what they've accomplished. And this is kind of a way they just, uh, you know, do that. Right. Well, uh, another question I have for you is, although jujitsu is the, a huge part of your skill set, what other part of fighting do you really enjoy, whether it be wrestling, striking, fighting in front of people? What's something else that gets you into the fighting? You know, to be perfectly honest, I really, really enjoy it all. As far as, like, uh, striking and wrestling and all that stuff goes, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just absolutely love it. But I think the thing that gets me the most is the is, – um, like the technical version like the i don't necessarily want to say the game but um a little bit of that like the game like how how it's played how it's done mm-hmm. uh the different strategies gamesmanship's um, a big part so yeah i can see that for you yeah absolutely i i love that stuff and not not just like that but as far as like the technique goes you know mm-hmm. like the different uh setups cutting angles um doing different moves how they tie together uh really interesting it's like a game that you never really finish that's what i like about it what if any are the biggest changes that you know you've made or people can expect to see that maybe we didn't get to see from you uh when you fought last oh well definitely the (laughs) tracksuit that's all you need i guess (laughs) you can't even get prepared for that yeah you can't can't beat the tracksuit but um yeah man i've i've been working on a lot of stuff i've Really been uh, working hard. I, I don't want to say too much, but um, I've been show, showcasing, or I'm hoping to showcase some stuff. I've been working on a lot of um, really interesting strategies and uh, some different things, and I'm really hoping to be able to, you know, go forward with that uh, in this fight. So. Nice. So, real quick, just give me give me some of your general thoughts on your opponent, Cito. Obviously, you don't have to give away game plans or anything like that, but what are your thoughts on your opponent? Um, I mean, he's a cool guy. I like him. So, but like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Like my general thoughts, like what I'm worried about. Just the matchup. Or, yeah, the, yeah. The matchup itself. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun, I think it'll be a fun matchup. So nice. yeah, it'll definitely, definitely be good. 
So this might uh, this might seem like yeah. a, a kind of a silly question, but I know that your diet is a really big deal to you and your preparation. Um, so you used to be vegan, correct, and you no longer are, right? Yes. Well, I was vegetarian mostly, but I was vegan at one point too. And, yeah. And then you've recently started eating meat, correct? Yeah. So have you noticed a difference in you know training and getting ready for this fight now that you've uh, kind of introduced that into your diet? Yeah, I think that was a big part of me putting on uh, putting on some more size. Like, if you look at me when I first fought at 55, I was way smaller. I should have been fighting at 45, really. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just wound up with the title. So I was like, well, I guess I'm fighting at 55, and now I feel like I'm, I'm actually starting to grow. I'm still not the biggest 55-er by any means, but I'm starting to grow into it. So... Do you, since, since you've been, sorry, since you've incorporated meat, do you feel better? Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, I kind of feel the same. I don't really feel like any Lies. difference as far as like, like, um, you know, better or worse energy wise. I think really the biggest thing that comes down to me is like, uh, is like eating clean, eating clean. And I, man, I try to do just as much research as I can when it comes down uh, comes down to eating things like especially after uh, after weigh-ins. I know a lot of times people inadvertently wind up fasting and how you break a fast is uh, is really important. Uh, a lot of times you're uh, insulin sensitive so a lot of people think, oh you know, I'm going to break a fast and then eat like a um, like a, a carb, like a slow burning carb, a lot of times that sends your blood sugar just cascading, and by the time you eat again, it's already going to be up even higher, and you're going to be all out of whack. And there's a bunch of different strategies, um, a bunch of different strategies to dealing with that. Nice. And uh, yeah, I had a I had a funny incident uh, with the uh, Burger King breakfast over at a jiu-jitsu <laughs> tournament once. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go for it. Tell us what happened. Yeah, okay. So this this is years ago. I went over to um to a tournament. It was a Jay's tournament. It was for a grand, okay? I was at this and, tournament. Um, I remember this. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So I show I show up to this tournament. I get there and uh, I weigh in at one fifty five and it's the same day and I weigh in, I'm a little dehydrated, I'm hungry, I'm starving. And um, I've got like maybe two hours before uh, before the start or before the tournament starts. So I go over and there's like Burger King breakfast. Okay, I'll go get some Burger King breakfast. So I go over, I get this breakfast. I instantly gorge, eat way too much. Um, yeah, I mean you could think of it like Burger King breakfast, French toast sticks, croissants, just like a bunch <laughs> of bready, greasy garbage. And I'm just eating as much as I can. And, um, like I said, I'm dehydrated too. So I'm drinking water. Mm. So you eat all that stuff, it expands in your gut and there's only so much water your body can absorb, um, you know, ahead of time. So I'm just like bloated as I'll, I'll get out. So I go out there and I had to beat four people and, um, none of them were really easy. Um, and I get all the way to my last dude and I've just been sweating and I'm already dehydrated. I've got a full stomach and I can't get any more water down. And, um, we go into like an overtime round They're the overtime rounds. You're doing EBI overtime rounds. They get extended. He's on my back for what feels like 30 minutes. And I finally, uh, I finally catch him in an arm bar when it comes back around and it's the last EBI overtime round. 
and I catch this guy and it's over and I'm like, okay, thank God. So I, I go over to Jay and I'm like, Hey man, is it cool if I like sit on your couch for a minute? I'm not feeling real hot. And he's like, yeah, man, go, you know, go ahead. So I'm sitting there just absolutely miserable and, uh, just thirsty and bloated and dying. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get one more one more sip of water. And I, I take a sip. And as soon as I hit it, it's like, oh, man, it's coming. And I just dead sprint to the bathroom. <laughs> I barely get through the door, get the thing, and it just whoa, everywhere. And I'm just like, uh. So, yeah, I kind of, I don't want to say, I should say that I learned my lesson after that, but I had a couple more incidents. There's no <laughs> way. You'll, you'll never learn your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> So, nice. my, my last fight, um, the jiu-jitsu tournaments that I've been doing, I've been on a real strict, uh, you know, a real strict diet plan, you know, making sure I'm getting the right carbs, right carbs at the right time, that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, and it, 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 I've had a lot of success with it. So, I try to go in there, you know, at 100%. don't want to go there half talk. Nice. So. Well, last one, we're going to have a little fun real quick. And I need to know, if you had to, life or death? What's the biggest animal you think that you could take down and control? Solid. Ooh, biggest animal that I could take down and control. Okay, so this is this is an interesting question. Okay, so you say Stop take down this. and control. How about what are we talking? Does this animal have like claws and teeth? If this animal has claws and teeth, it's going to make a big difference. But if you took like, if you gave me like, let's say like um, oh man, I don't know, like, like uh, an alligator is going to death roll. Like a, uh, bears got are like, real big. Maybe a cow. Like, what are we talking here? I think I could probably fuck up an alligator. <laughs> fucking <with a> crocodile, <laughs> Croc- crocodile hunter, man. I I've seen that dude. That motherfucker yeah. jumped in there. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get him. I think I could get a crocodile. I, I, need, I think you need to probably put that not on like your a bio. salt water. And you say, hell yeah. You know they used to call me Kyle, Kyle Crocodile when I was like five. So, well, why is that not your fight name now? <laughs> right? Why? Why are you not Kyle, Kyle right. Crocodile Thomas? Maybe tracksuit crocodile. Are you kidding? I, me? I already do the gator roll, right? Yeah, yeah. So. If I don't hear Kyle, Kyle Crocodile Thomas in Saturday night, that's like you're you're missing something. You gotta start a slow chant. Imagine that name with the tracksuit. Like people are gonna be like, "Who uh, is this guy? Who does he think he is? This guy is on the one next list. level." Need to get like a green tracksuit and like a fucking like crocodile Dundee cap. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> now we're getting into brandy, man. You're welcome. I love it. Well, Kyle, man, we appreciate your time today, man. We're going to let you go, finish the episode up. But uh, good luck to you, man. We're excited to see both of you guys go uh, go at it this Saturday night. So appreciate it. Hell man. yeah. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Later, man. Sounds good. Yep, later. Peace. There he is. Kyle Thomason. I'm so these two dudes are just the coolest guys oh, ever. Man. Mm-hmm. Like just two really awesome guys and I'm thoroughly thoroughly upset that you know one of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose, but they're both winners in my heart. Kyle, Kyle Crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you know what's funny? I almost I was going to ask him about it, but I didn't. Back when he was a vegan, I begged him one fight go as Kyle the vegan heathen Thomason, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> so if you're a vegan out there and you're listening, that name is open. Take right. it. I, I don't want any ownership. Just let me know. Yeah, just send us a video of it getting announced. I just want to hear it. Yeah, the vegan heathen. I was like, yeah. man, you're missing it. That'd be yeah. awesome. He's I, like, oh, I don't know, dude. I don't really want a name. <laughs> you start getting the, the Impossible Meat sponsors. Yeah. I mean, it's all right there. 
can't thank those two enough. Like oh, I yeah. said, Cedo and Kyle, like I said, week of their fights, taking some time out. Like I said, good luck to both those guys. This is a new segment we just wanted to try out, see mm -hmm. how it works. You know, we might try to continue doing this in the future with other fights. Um, but, John, we've got some UFC fights to talk about, man. But yeah. let the people know what we need them to do before we get into it. Listen, we know people like iPhones. Obviously, Kyle doesn't. I don't. I have an Android as well. Brandon has a flip phone. <laughs> but a lot of you have iPhones. Get on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. You know, we'll read it. You know, we love doing that. And we it helps us out so much. So even if you're not, you know, listening every week or whatever it is, or if you just see somebody with an iPhone on the street, be like, hey, man, can I use it? I got to make a call real quick. Go into their Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, we need you listening. You can, you know, subscribe or follow it so you can get them. A notification every time it comes up we're on social media we're on instagram heavy neon belly podcast brandon's still begging for somebody to argue with him so yep. just come come talk to us man come hang out if you go by the vegan heathen at neon belly podcast on instagram let me know yeah i just, I just want to know please. yeah we'll definitely shout you out boys last night let's get into it what a main event uh, especially for a fill-in main event let's let's put that out there in the mm. air first i mean well they were the co-main but they stepped mm -hmm. up and they delivered jamal hill boys defeating johnny walker via knockout in round one uh massive massive right hand sends johnny walker flailing like a fish like, <laughs> to the canvas he did the put him in a coffin thing remember uh, back when that was a yeah thing? dude that is so true that is so true never seen that but you know this is like such a testament right to like physique does not mean that you're a good fight because if you looked at those two in the cage you know uh jamal hill is about as unassuming as you can get mm -hmm. and johnny walker is about as assuming as you right. can get in terms of just and just jamal hill man that power where he generates it from i don't know yeah we've said it a million times i'm going to keep saying it could beat anybody in the 205 pound right you know they say you can't teach that type of power you're born with it it's like a some people just have it yeah. Where they can hit you and put your lights out. It doesn't matter how they're built. You know, some people just have that yeah. thing with them and he good lord. Oh, beautiful. To, and to put it into context, um, Walker went twenty five minutes with Tiago San Santos, who yeah. has a tattoo of Thor's hammer on yeah, his chest. On his chest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Jamal Hill put this guy weighing less than a round. Yeah. So and let's like let's not act like Johnny Walker was looking kind of sharp there early. Yeah, right. Really good for him away. He's so like I just there is some like I so I've seen a lot of people today being really critical of Johnny Walker at um, SBG, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just that, that gym in general. Um, I don't know, man, but something does seem to be off there because he has all the attributes, right? I mean, he is big dude almost looks like a heavyweight. Yeah. Um, he's big, he's super athletic. He moves really well. He's fast. He's real twitchy. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, I don't know, man, just something is not connecting with him right now. I don't know if he needs like a camp change or whatever, but at the end of the day, also, it could just be matchups, man. Because like I yeah. said, Jamal Hill, you let him touch him. I mean, let her touch you, and it's night-night. Yeah. I mean, Santos landed punches. He didn't put him out with one. It was one punch. Yeah. It wasn't like he strung together a combo. that right. He had trouble getting that right hand in. Yeah. He said in the post-fight he switched his stance so he could get to it. And, you know, Walker was patient. That's the yeah. most patient I've ever seen. Yeah, he lo that's what I'm saying. He looked really good. He was using good. the leg kicks, keeping him away from getting inside yeah. his reach and then all it takes is one man when these when some of these guys and, and then that follow-up shot was just i've never oh, seen yeah. somebody do a falling uppercut i'm glad man. it was just one yeah like because he could have probably yeah. uncorked a couple there well, like his shoulder hit too uh, and i was like oh man but then you, you see the picture of johnny walker just, just crumbled out, up man, and it's out. all it kind of reminded me of was it burgos and barbosa where like it took a minute for him to yeah. go out mm -hmm. it was kind of like one of those like it, this, just that big flailing reaction mm -hmm. was nuts it's like yeah. a movie like they're they're acting and it landed right on that temple and i've, I've just never seen somebody get hit fall forward and then push up on their toes it's and fall crazy. back it was like a dolphin man yeah, it was nuts 
You got anything? Yeah, I was just going to say, you kind of touched on it, John, with um, Hill. And it's not just like he's only power, right? I mean, he switched his stance. He's obviously very smart, yeah. very technical. He threw a few high kicks. Um, he's got a lot of tools. He's even talked about the jiu-jitsu, which I was hoping to see. Obviously, he didn't yeah. get that far. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's pretty intelligent as a fighter. I mean, they talked about that a lot on the post-fight. Um, but I'm, I'd am i really like to see him in that top five, top eight. Just, yeah. That matchups there are going to be fun. Well, and, you know, they were talking about Walker with those crazy head kicks. Mm-hmm. And he threw a couple of them, and Hill blocked them. But I saw that hematoma yeah. Yeah. building up on Hill's forearm. And I'm like, not another arm injury that's going to cost this guy a fight, right? Because if you go back to that Paul Craig fight, he beats Paul Craig. We're talking about this guy's top five right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he will undoubtedly probably, I think he's like ranked 12. Uh, Johnny Walker was 10. So he's going to move into the top 10. And man, if you look uh, um, above him, I can't remember who said it, uh, if it was one of the commentators or something, but they hit it spot on. There's a lot more winnable fights above him now than Johnny Walker was for a guy that are just going to play right into what, mm-hmm. you know, Hill. Because like I said, man, I can't stress it enough. Johnny Walker was doing everything. It's just when you get hit with the guy that has power like that, good luck, man. Yeah, them Detroit dudes are different, man. They have this. Yeah. Him and Chaos have this thing about them that are just it's just kind of crazy. And then, you know, you throw that in with, you know, it, it sucks because, you know, Paul Craig beat him. Yeah, Craig's eleven, but he just beat ten, so you kind of have to push him ahead of them. Yeah, I think like Nikita Kroilov is like number nine, so you know that could be kind of a cool fight. I thought, kind of looking at it, they were saying like Anthony Smith. I think that might be a little bit much too fast. Ostemir wouldn't be bad either. He's like number eight, I think. Yeah, two Um, big power guys. That'd be fun. You know, down the road more. Like I would love to see him and somebody like Magomed and like some of these other matchups higher up. I think it's gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna get there. But I also think with Hill, man, I think he could be a big star. I mean, he's got this very raw and realness about, you know, kind of like just talking to a guy like Cito, right? Where it's like, you know, there's just something so raw and Mm -hmm. real that you're just kind of drawn to. I mean, I think as he continues to grow in the sport, people are going to be drawn to Jamal Hill because he's funny. He's got really good charisma, but he's just real, man. There's just something that, like I said, I think your average everyday person Mm -hmm. could relate to. And I hope the UFC sees that and really starts trying to get behind him and like kind of push him a little bit. Oh yeah. The dude did a shoey to rehydrate after the (laughs) weigh-in. I think it was just juice too it was like there's really body, little body armor yeah he's yeah. just he's just a fun dude man and uh, I, I think just, he's like scary said, he is but he just does not like I said like we were kind of talking about the tattoos are really bad right and mm-hmm. he just his arms like he's got like little kind of dainty arms for being a 205er like <laughs> yeah. he's like there's not an ab on him like no. but he's, he's like skinny fat like he's not yeah. fat mm. but i don't know it's just he I generates bet he's solid in there though he's gotta be i mean yeah. he generates power from Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy. It, and then on the on the flip side, man, for Johnny Walker, I think that's three in a row. Yeah, it's and, a tough tough loss. And it's not looking like you know maybe he does better against lower guys and he kind yeah. of becomes that, but it's not a great look for him. It's going to be tough. And one more thing too, because Brandon, you touched on it. And I want to reiterate because I keep saying that power, but he made adjustments in that fight. Uh, Jamal Hill, he's very mm-hmm. intelligent as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just like he got lucky with a big shot. He switched. He was switching southpaw. I think he realized that he was having more success with that right hand over the. You know, so he mm-hmm. he's he's smart. He's seeing what's going on in there. So yeah, it's it's a danger. I don't I don't see anybody probably calling him out. I'll just say that much. And you don't hear many people calling out Yuri, but that's who he's been calling yeah. out too. Mm-hmm. So I love it, man. Uh, the co-main event boy. Kyle Dawkins. Uh, Julian Marquez fell off of this card. Our apologies for missing that last week. Um, but Jamie Pickett stepped in to face Kyle Dawkins, um, and Dawkins defeats him via Dar's choke in round one. Um, 
Pickett literally taps at the bell, like probably 0.59 seconds left mm-hmm. on the clock. Um, that's Dawkins's sixth career uh, Darsh choke finish. Um, I felt like it was a good performance from Dawkins. I think he did exactly what he needed to do mm-hmm. against a guy like Pickett. All due respect to Jamie Pickett, um, but he should beat a guy like that. You know, yeah. last minute fill in, kind of a little bit more relatively unknown. Uh, but what did you guys think overall of the uh, performance of Dawkins? I thought it looked great. Yeah. Um, I Not to say you're underselling it, but I just was kind of, you know, like you said, he should be the guy like Pickett, but at the same time, I don't remember seeing a guy that dominant over Pickett, and mm-hmm. as much as a late replacement matters, I don't feel like, you can get into like styles make fights, but you know, Pickett's still an, a professional fighter, so to Absolutely. go out there and yeah, do no, that, sure. you know, because the way I was talking about the original matchup, I was not super high on Dawkins, but yeah. this fight really just kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I got to see a little more from him here than what I was expecting or used to, but he really shined for me against Pickett there. Um, I mean, go ahead. No, no, I no, I was just going to add to what you say. I think one thing that we saw, and we kind of got a small sample size in that Holland fight, is his hands looked really it, quick yeah, and sharp. It, mm-hmm. You know, and because he's he's always going to be that guy where he pushes guys against the cage, yeah. right? We talked about that last week. But you got to get guys there, and that's kind of where I think he struggled. But saw it in the Holland fight a little bit. Saw it last night. He utilizes that. So his hands are getting a lot better. His boxing's mm-hmm. looking good. Yes, yeah. yeah, by far his best performance in the oh, UFC. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's with the Brendan Allen and Phil Hall's fights. You didn't quite see him put it all together, and you know, this was a had a catch weight. I think they both weighed like 190 something mm-hmm. um, last minute. So sure. there is those elements of it, but definitely by far the best he's put together a performance. And he definitely puts himself back into a, okay, well, let's see this guy against you know, some of these other top 85ers to see if he can work his way up. Yeah, and I'd expect a quick turnaround from him. Like I said, flawless. Uh, he called out Tony Ferguson in his post-fight. That was weird. Because uh, he said he has more Darce finishes, said he wants to be known as the Darce Knight. But Tony Ferguson's a 55er. Yeah, I didn't get that. I don't even I know if he was just calling out the whole Darce thing. Okay, maybe. I, I think thought, he was I just, I, I want to take the title from you as sure. far as, because I've done Oh, okay, that'd make a little bit that's more what sense. I. That's what I got from you. You might be right, because I was like, that That wouldn't even, like, yeah, Dawkins but, could not make seven. <laughs> let's be fair. Tony Ferguson would fight him. For sure. At 85, he'd probably fight him at 90. <laughs> <laughs> you want angle picked? Oh, I wish we had that on the soundboard. <laughs> we need to add some show for angle pick you. I'll ankle pick you. Uh, next fight, boys Parker Porter defeating Alon Badeau uh, via unanimous decision. I, I think Parker Porter is really starting to cement himself as somebody we need to start taking a little bit more serious in the heavyweight division. Seems really well rounded, has a really good chin. Um, so, good win for him. Uh, the one I'm really excited to get to, Jim Miller. <sighs> Defeating Nicholas Mota via TKO in round two. The legend. This is his 39th fight in the UFC for Jim Miller. He's now tied with Donald Cerrone for the most wins in the promotion's history. Uh, that's now back-to-back second-round knockouts for Jim Miller against much younger and very, very dangerous opponents. And he's not just winning and competing, um, but he looks great. I mean, his footwork mm-hmm. looks great. He doesn't look old in there, right? Um, moves really well. He was even cracked in the first round. I would yeah. thought, like, when that punch landed, I thought he was going to go out, stayed up, um, finished the round really nicely. Um, dude, there's a lot left in the tank for Jim Miller, I think. Was it post-fight, or was it something he's put out since then where he's talking about UFC 300s in his Post-fight, he's, okay. he's been saying that. Yeah, he said yeah. he put that in his goals. Well, and it's he's not even doing this how he's supposed to win. Yeah. He's supposed to be submitting, submitting these guys, guys, and he's just knocking them. Putting his striking together, Old man, man strength stepping up. You know, we've seen this. You know, we've seen some guys make some like Glover and some of these other guys make some late adjustments. But not saying that he's about to get to a title. But yeah, I think he gives a lot of middle tier guys sure. trying to get into that top ten a lot of problems just because 
His skill set, man. But if you keep winning, I mean, eventually, and if he wants to keep doing it this long, you can't continue to win no. for a long period and not get to that upper right. echelon. So it's it's going to come. Either he's going to get there eventually, or he's going to start hitting more, you know, more walls. So. Yeah, and he deserves to like kind of now. I think excel out of that gatekeeper role. Like, let's stop giving him these like young. Like, let's start giving him legit guys in the top 10, 15, whatever. Let's see what he can do. Right? Why not? And, and yeah. even if you look at the people he's lost to, it's almost all champions yeah. and like or high like he's top beast, ten man. guys. He's like absolutely legend yeah I, I love it i'm love i'm it. here for it you know sometimes yeah. we see these older guys and it's just like man i liked seeing you before and i don't want to see you do like this but now it's like i kind of i'm a bigger jim miller fan yeah from this last little resurgence absolutely and then uh last fight we're gonna recap boys joaquin buckley defeating abdul razak alhassan via split decision i thought this was a great fight mm-hmm. um i think the first round was a little close but i did give it to uh, i thought buckley did did significantly enough to win the round. Uh, then second round, you know, Buckley really came out and I thought had one of the best rounds or overall that I've seen, you know, really mixing in the takedowns, um, which we haven't fully seen from his game, at yeah. least that consistently. And going into the third round, like by the end of the second, I thought Al Hassan was cooked. I mean, he looked exhausted. Then he comes out and really <laughs> controls the third round and looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, but thoughts on this fight, because like I said, I thought it was a great fight. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a good fight. I love the wrestling from Buckley. Obviously, that's that's kind of my my thing there. Um, so that was really fun to see. And I just can't, I, I, I can't imagine a guy like him on top of you either. Just shooting the way he gets those takedowns. Buckley, like, yeah, Buckley. Yeah. He was obviously there was they were very technical, but at the same time, you could just kind of see the power with the way he entered because mm-hmm. the level change wasn't completely obvious. Like it wasn't a big drastic. Change. It was super slick. Yeah, it was very slick, but it was just very. I'm try, I'm struggling for the word, but. You can just tell that power played a big role in those takes, which is fine. It's just sure. a factor of who he is. But I, I really enjoyed the performance because, like you said, it showed some new tools we haven't quite seen from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's going to need that going forward. For sure. Yeah, I, I think with somebody with his type of knockout power to mix in, you know, if you're looking through the, the count, like – who would have had it on their scorecard that he'd be like five for eight for takedowns? Yeah, you know, mixing his ability to knock people out with that to add control and him being able to change the pace of it makes him a very scary matchup. And I think the biggest adjustment is self defense guy in his corner. Oh, uh, oh yeah, what was the dust guy, I think. Dale something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I thought, you know, with Al Hassan being a judo black belt, I kind of figured he would kind of win more of those exchanges, which he did have some really good trips that um, mm-hmm. where he kind of countered some of those takedown attempts, excuse me. Um, and I still think Al Hassan has a ton of potential. Yeah. Uh, just needs to address, obviously, the cardio issues a little bit. Was constantly winding up looking for just one big shot. I think he could really do some damage if he learns, you know, mm-hmm. throw some straight shots to kind of set those bigger shots up. Um, he even had Buckley and Turtle at one point and just started like laying some bombs. But once again, just got over too overzealous and mm-hmm. whiffed and then allowed, you know, Buckley the space to get right back up to his feet. So, still a lot of upside for him and his legs. I told you guys, those, yeah. those <laughs> like literal tree trunks. Like mm-hmm. his shorts barely fit him. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Uh, boys, that is all we're going to recap for. For last night, uh, Brandon, update us with the scores, man. What you got? All where, right. where are we at? Where are we at? So obviously, since the we were incorrect on that other fight, the only fight we're scoring was the Hill Walker fight. Um, we all three had Hill winning, just different rounds. I had one, so I had the three points. Oh no, I forgot we did do that. So each of you had two. <laughs> so the current standings are me and Nate tied with eight, and John, you have seven. So we are neck and neck, boys. Yeah. We're keeping it moving, keeping it moving. This Saturday night, UFC Fight Night, February 26th, our main event, Islam Makachev versus Bobby 
Green. Um, we'll go ahead and start with the news. Obviously, I'm sure everyone knows by now, but just in case you don't, but Neil Dariush uh, was supposed to fa- face Islam, obviously, in the main event. He was forced out um, due to injury. Um, really sucks for a guy like Benil. Yeah. I was really, really bummed, you know, to finally kind of get his shot to kind of have that, you know, contender, basically number one contender fight. Um, but nonetheless, uh, insert another guy who's super deserving of this spot, and that's Bobby Green. Um, mm-hmm. Also worth noting, this is going to be at a catch weight. So mm, I can see that. Not that that really changes much, but it is worth throwing that out there. Uh, boys, Bobby Green just fought last week at UFC 271, beating Nazrat Hackprass. You know, you can go back to our last episode. We don't need to get into that too much because we talked about it. Um, it's absolutely nuts that he's taking a fight like this on just two weeks' notice. Um, it's his first main event in his career. Oh, and by the way, against a guy like Islam Makachev that guys don't even want on in a spot like this in six, you know, give him six weeks, mm-hmm. they don't even want this fight. Right. Um, so it just kind of speaks to the absolute savage that Bobby Green is, but he's definitely facing another savage as well in Islam Makachev. Um, Islam is bringing his nine-fight win streak into the cage Saturday night, coming off his first-round submission victory over Dan Hooker last October. I believe it was on Fight Island. Um, if Islam gets it done in this fight, I have to believe that his next fight will undoubtedly be for the title. Um, I don't think Bobby Green is a pushover for anyone, or for anyone really for that matter, but uh, how much of a realistic shot are you giving? King Green this Saturday night. I'm going to be honest. I don't give him much of a shot. Mad, yeah. mad respect to Bobby Green for stepping in. Like you said, nobody's doing it. He's a complete savage. But Dan Hooker did. Let's give. Let's put some respect on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In. Fair enough. Fair sure. enough. But the same thing. I don't. I'm not saying he's going to finish Bobby Green in the first round with Kamora. But I have a hard time seeing Bobby having a lot of big moments in this fight. I just think Islam's going to go in there and make a. He needs to make a statement. Obviously, he mm-hmm. wants that title. So to fight a guy coming off, you know, short notice. Um, a little lower in the rankings. Like I think he needs to win and win big here. So I just don't give much to. No, and again, no offense, but I just don't think Bobby's gonna have much for him here. I think it's interesting, man. I think Bobby Green's hand down stance, using his boxing. I mean, he has some. He has wrestling in his repertoire as well. Obviously, he doesn't use it to the extreme that Islam does. And people don't really take Bobby Green down a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. There's are there are guys who have done it, but it just doesn't happen a lot because his stance is so. Hands down, free. I'm not worrying about those things. He just does his game. So somebody who, because, you know, Hooker does a lot of kicking, and his stance is a little bit different. I, I think Bobby Green does have, one, a lot of experience. He's fought a lot of t- tough guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we always say, once a guy shows something, there's always going to be brought up that kink, and Islam's been knocked out. Bobby Green has a lot of power in his hands, and he has a really good jab boxing to keep people away from him. So do I think he's for sure going to win? No. But do I think he can give him some fits? I definitely think he can. Yeah, I love Bobby Green, and I'm going to be rooting for him. I have to be honest. As much as I like Islam as well, um, I would not mind seeing seeing this upset happen. But points are points, so I'm obviously definitely uh, going to be riding with Islam in this. Uh <laughs> But, you know, we've seen Islam get better every time he's in the mm-hmm. cage, especially and more specifically in his stand-up that continues to improve. I see no reason why that trend, you know, won't continue here. Um, I think Bobby Green's a great fighter, but, you know, I think Islam should be better everywhere this fight goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm riding. Uh, let's get to the picks, though, before we move on to our next fight. John, mm-hmm. you were in last place. You said, who did you say? I just I didn't say. Oh, anything. I thought you said. Sorry. I just said the, I think the fight's going to be a little bit more close or a little bit more entertaining. I am going to go Islam though. Um, I would say I'm going to say second round sub. Brandon, 
Man, I think Bobby's tough. Um, it's a five-round fight, so I think there's some room in there to get mm-hmm. a sub. But I, like I said, I think he's tough. I'm going to go with round four submission. I had third-round sub Islam, so nice. kind of doing like we did to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I want to ask you guys. What happens if Bobby Green does this? It would be the one of the greatest moments. Like, does he get a title shot? Be like, nah, I don't think mm-hmm. so. You know, I've seen more people being more critical of this in Islam, and I kind of feel like that's a little unfair to Islam because he can't help it. But you know, you're like, oh, this is two fights in a row now, last minute opponents, guys that he kind of mm-hmm. should, you know, um, and a lot of people. And then this is at a catchweight, so people are already questioning like, if he beats Bobby Green, should Islam should that be enough to get him the title shot? You know, I think that's a little unfair because he's just fighting who, you know, he can't help guys are dropping yeah, out. especially mm-hmm. at this point, man. I mean, yeah, and, and Dan Hooker's a tough guy, and, you know, Bobby Green is an absolute veteran. He's seasoned. He's been around for a long time, so it's still a tough win, but people are kind of already starting to, assuming Islam's going to win and that being more critical of his rise, like, do you get a number one title shot? It's like, well. Well, if he, and if he does win and then he goes and gets a title shot and he wins that, it's like, well, you know, can you really complain at that point? But if he gets smoked by Oliveira, then maybe, okay, there's room for that. So Bobby Green's a plus, a plus 500. Yeah, but I can tell you if Bobby Green wins, this podcast is going to be lit next yeah. week. So. It, it, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's I, a party. It's a party. You know, for us, things like that, shaking things up and really putting, like, chaos into things is obviously more entertaining for us for if islam sure. wins it's business as usual right but the bobby especially if bobby green wins like his personality and stuff like yeah and his story you know being kind of i can tell you a couple of years ago i probably felt like he's definitely a fighter so away from being cut and put somewhere else and he's kind of done a really good job of building himself back up for sure boys the next fight we're going to preview is one that i am personally really Really excited for it is Joel Alvarez versus Armand Tarukian. You like how I did that? You put the T in there. Tarukian. Tarukian. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I think both of these guys have super, super high ceilings in this lightweight division. Um, Armand Tarukian is coming into this fight on a four-fight win streak. His only UFC loss was in his debut in the promotion to Islam Makhachev. Uh, Joel Alvarez also comes in on a four-fight win streak. Uh, His last victory was a very ex- impressive, I mean, first-round knockout over the very tough Tiago Moisais, who Islam took him a little longer than one round, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Alvarez is uh, very big and a very long lightweight. Uh, he's definitely struggled to make 156 pounds, uh, which is the limit, non-title limit. He's missed weight in his last two fights. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarukian has also had struggles making weight before, but nonetheless, I think if both of these guys can come out, come out on weight into this fight, get a win. Um, they're definitely going to be entering themselves into the contender status very, very soon. So I'm going to, it's Armand, right? Armand Tharukian. I'm not going to do that. So do we're going to call him Armand Tharukian. So there Armand, oh, that was good. Armand, he, let's not forget with him. The That'll loss, be clipped. That, fair enough. That <laughs> loss. It sounds, like dra- sounds like a Dragon Ball Z term. I'm just going to put it on a loop. Tharukian, Tharukian. Yeah. But his his one loss to Islam that was a close fight. That was a mm-hmm. good fight for mm-hmm. him. He displayed some really good wrestling. Not many people can can take Islam down yeah. and have some moments, which he did. He was the first one. Yeah, the first one to take him down. Um, so that's really impressive. But for me, man, Joel, he he's got nineteen wins and sixteen of those are submissions. submissions. Yeah, Crazy. and he's and here's my thing. I think he's better than Armand on the feet too mm-hmm. so for me it's hard not to say that after that moist ice man. so um i think armand's got the wrestling for sure but dude joel's good off his back man he's he's got a lot of tools he likes to end his combinations with leg kicks it's going to be a fun stylistic matchup yeah i think this is one of 
for like a fight fan, like for us, this is so fun because I think both of them have a, a an advantage somewhere, but they're both very good on the opposite. Mm-hmm. Where like Armand, he is, you know, he he's had not afraid to do ten plus takedowns attempts in a fight. Like right. he'll he'll go for it, he'll chain stuff together. But you're also talking about a guy who like won the tournament to get accepted into Tiger Muay Thai, trains with Peter Yan. Like his yeah. striking is no slouch either. But then on the other side, you have Joel who. You know, he's had 70-plus strike attempts in fights. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid to do that either. But he also does really well setting up sweeps and triangles off his back. He's not afraid of it. So, And he obviously has those submission Mm -hmm. um, wins. So it's very interesting because you think, you know, everybody has their A game, but both of them are kind of good at their B game as well. Sure. I feel like, um, you know, Alvarez, the only thing that scares me with Alvarez is he accepts takedowns. Mm -hmm. He will go for that guillotine. Yeah, he's he's submitted a lot of guys off of it, though. But with some of these, like with a really good wrestler, you just be afraid that he accepts them too much in a three-round fight, puts you in a hole to where you have to start. You do have to get a sub to finish. So that does kind of scare me. But... I do think if he can use his distance, do his leg kicks, he's very, very, very good. Any that Moisés fight, he was throwing elbows like hooks, man. Like it was almost scary the way he was putting stuff together, knee strikes. So I think it's very, very interesting. I like Joel. I like Joel in this fight. I think his being six three at a fifty fiver is crazy. I know he said he's going to the PI now to kind of mm-hmm. get his weight back together. So I would lean toward Alvarez in this one. Yeah, I've got no clue. I mean, I've gone back and forth, so I'm just doing the terrible MMA math to figure it out. And Alvarez decimated Moisés, who fought Islam four rounds. Um, and um, the fact that Alvarez finished Moisés so easily, I think that does speak to how good he is. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's, you can't, you know, dismiss that. Um, then Islam obviously beat Saruki. And so based off my math, <laughs> Joel Alvarez wins this fight by a uh, second round submission. Just throwing that out there. Um, plus I think Saruki and like you guys said, his best chance is to get on top of Alvarez yeah. and use his, you know, grueling top game that he does have as Brandon mentioned, 16 career submissions. But I think what's more, um, you know, alarming or not alarming, but, telling about that or interesting about that is seven of those are triangles. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's very comfortable on his back, like Brandon had mentioned. Um, And a lot of those are as well. Guillotine victories from guys shooting in. So it's like, man, I'm telling you, this guy with his size, with his skill set, like you kind of said, like you said, they both have phenomenal A games, but they're both really good at their B games as well. And I think the striking, if he uses his distance, I will say there was times in that Moisés fight where I think he kind of accepted being hit a little bit too much where Sarukian, who does have a lot of power, could make him pay. But yeah, man, I like Joel Alvarez in this. I don't know why. Yeah. Just, it just, I'm telling you, man, And either, either way, one of these guys – has I mean I think they both regardless win or lose they have, have huge tools. ceilings yeah to do whatever even Alvarez you know we know he has the potential to move up if this mm-hmm. just doesn't work out is so this fight still on the prelims or is no it got, the move? dude don't even get me started with ESPN <laughs> I'm so over that app like the fights constantly change mm-hmm. order it was on the prelim now it's on the main card I think it should be the co-main if yeah. you look at the you know this card the way it stacks up I don't think to me there's personally a bigger fight outside of the main event than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, and if the UFC doesn't have them as the co-main, they're super underselling this fight because it's these are two legit yeah. guys that we're going to be seeing in big spots. I just here. want to be sure because like you said, yeah. with this fight being what it is, don't want people to miss it. Like if it were to be on the like Yeah, that's a good point. One. Very well, just make sure you fight night. Right. Like two <laughs> minutes before the fight, the ESPN might get the order. Right? Yeah. Uh, so John, let us know round and method. Okay. I just want to throw in one more thing about Armana. I, I love that he gets he gets a lot of the takedowns. He doesn't control guys very well. Guys get up uh, that mat 
he got up a lot. Islam got up a lot. People are just, he doesn't control people very well. He gets to the takedown. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Alvarez is going to shine, even if he does accept the takedown. If he doesn't get the sub, he can. I think he can definitely get up. So I got Alvarez. I'm going to say first round knockout. I'm taking Alvarez as, as well. Um, he's so good off his back, man. And going up against a wrestler in Armand. I have a feeling he's. What'd you call? I don't want to take. Your I said pick. second round sub, but you can take it because mm, I'll take first round sub. Oh, we're tied. Screw you. Yeah, I'll take first round sub. I thought it's just as likely. I I could see him finishing. I don't know, man. Sarukian's so good. These guys are just good. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm I'm juiced for this fight. Was really excited. I mean, I'm still excited for the main event, but Benil Islam was like that could be like yeah, on a pay per view. Yeah. yeah, but this one. Do not sleep on this fight, boys. That's it, fellas. That's the episode. That is all we got. Um, before we get out of here. Brandon, song of the week. All right, so leading into a big fight week, um, he, well, not here at home, but with some of our local guys, um, pick a song that I actually talked about it last time. I had a song of the week, but I didn't choose it. But it was a good warm-up, pump-up song for me for the wrestling crew, so I want to throw that in there. So it is Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. Did it lead to much success in the wrestling career? For me or for the team? Oh, I thought Big it was difference. a personal warm-up. He's the team Sorry. DJ. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, if you take Kier out, <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did it do for the team? It did pretty well. We did All right. well. All right, that's fair enough. Um Oh, yeah, uh, Bare Knuckle, Mike mm-hmm. Perry beat Julian Lane, yep. big decision. Chad Mendes. Chad Mendes with a beautiful, beautiful knockout. I thought that guy was going to give him some more problems than he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to those guys. John, what is your one for the people on our way out? It's a little bit deeper than oh, gosh. what we usually do. We don't usually get a lot of deep on it, but it's just something I felt like I wanted to say to the people. Oh, gosh. Uh, at work, we had a guy who uh, took his own life at home. Okay. And he was one of those guys who was very jokey, never really had looked like he had a bad day in there and just want to encourage people to talk to people if you feel like you need to don't don't be afraid to find somebody i mean um, i would imagine most people would rather talk to you than hear something like that happening to you so 100 percent, i like that nate i'll let you follow that up (laughs) no i'm not following (laughs) i'm gonna talk about my it band injury i don't want to follow that (laughs) go for it you could probably get just as dark and deep i don't want to though yeah don't Um, don't do it i don't know man I really don't know where to... You're saying um, we have depth on here. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, just kind of ditto what John said, I guess. Um, you know, I think that's fair enough, too, in the winter months, right? Like, I don't know how many people know mm. this. I don't put it out there. That's like, a good point. Um, I do a little therapy on the side, but, you know, seasonal seasonal affective disorder is real. So get outside, get some sunshine, talk to some people, um, you know? It's good for you. Well, I don't even know if I want to say anything now. Yeah, Jeez, go ahead. Well, we, why'd you just continue? Mm, I'm going to call. Fault. I'm going to call Ash in here. Like here, just say something for a minute. Start, start crying. Start crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I my one for the people. Uh, first off, I kind of got two. I guess first off, Brandon, you sent it. Go watch the Pat McAfee Brock Lesnar interview. It's like 40 minutes long. Mm. It is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I think you'll see Brock Lesnar in a way that you really, we really never have got to you see. Put the him. character away for sure, dude. It's fun, and it is an awesome. He talks a lot about his UFC career and stuff like that. You know, it's not just WWE heavy, mm-hmm. but he is an awesome dude. Um, and I really came away. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so go watch that. My second one. So I didn't even get a chance to tell you guys. Obviously, had surgery on my left uh, ankle. This week, um, well, I kind of started last week with my right knee. I think I told you guys, um, but this week, Tuesday of this week, I got to work, and I'm telling you guys, like, it was to the point where I couldn't even bend my leg at all. Mm. It was so bad. Like, you could, like, um, like was it Chris Nolan? Is he a director? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan could, like, write a script on how I got through work. <laughs> like, it'd be so inspirational. Uh, like, maybe Miracle 2, I was thinking, could be, like, the sequel. I don't know how I got through work. YouTube short film. So I get through work. 
limping. Um, and I go down, I had to go to my urgent care doctor down in Westfield, like right after work, just went straight down there. I have something, I have developed something, which probably from my left ankle that has developed in my right leg called IT band syndrome. Mm. Do you know what your IT bands are by chance? Mm -hmm. They run from your hip to your knee. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. Like it is the worst. I would probably take my ankle broke again over this. It's terrible. Is this something that's going to be chronic or is it? Yeah. Well, we don't. That's so he said they very, very rarely would operate on it. I'll show you guys my x-rays after this. My right knee, he said it is hanging so far over to the right, to the outside of my knee that he could stick his whole index finger in the space. I'll show you. You can see it on my (sighs) x-ray. It is so painful. And he was like, you know, unfortunately, like, the physical therapy is horrible. My, the doctor had had it and he's like, it is terrible. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God, you got to take kendo sticks. So, <laughs> so then I walk in, well, then I walk in with my trainer this past week and I'm telling him about it. And he just like, looks at me like, you know, I'm a ghost. And You're he's dying. like, no, he was like, do you have to do physical therapy? And I was like, yeah, he was like, it's terrible. He's had it. Mm. And he said, it is the worst, um, worst thing that you can have done because he's like i mean the doctor was like pulling on it and i'm like screaming in the room like literally ash was like i've never heard you yell <laughs> it was it's just you cry a little bit oh dude and i can feel it in my hip clear Ooh, down to my knee yeah. can't sleep i've literally not slept this week the pain mm. is horrible so i say all that to say stretch your it bands <laughs> yeah. it's important and if you have any tips Please send him yes. that on Belly Podcast because <laughs> I'm doing. Every, I'm like stretching, uh, like literally seven times a day. Good for you to try and just relieve some of this mm. pain. Oh, dude, it is. Was it like terrible. a compensation thing from the injury, or is it just you he had it before? Probably, yeah, he it got thinks, aggravated. He thinks it's something to do with like compensating a little bit at work. He said it usually. It's it's more athletes get it from like repetitive motion and stuff, um, but yeah, I have to go like see a physical th- or a massage therapist, like a sports therapist, like massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Supposed to get physical therapy, but if anybody has any tips, I need on Billy Pie to get, avoid it to do anything. Dude, I'm trying so hard to avoid it, but we go to Florida next week, or well, in a week and a half. I couldn't. I couldn't. There's no way I could walk on like a beach right now. Like it hurts that bad. You have to bust out the. Oh, dude, it's been terrible. I'll yeah. bring you my therapy again. Yeah, I'll try that out. Yeah, but I'm serious about that movie script. I <laughs> I was like, two I had like I had like one tear come down at one. But I don't hey, even know how I did that. Here's the thing: if you guys see a short film on YouTube or something with us, <laughs> yeah, we made it. it'll be me with like battle ropes and slow mo. <laughs> like, why is he doing that for an IT band? You'll see. <laughs> it's inspirational. <laughs> Uh, that's it, boys. Um, thank you guys once again. Want to thank Cito Nunez and Kyle Thomason. Go check those two mm-hmm. out this Saturday night. Coliseum Combat in Maryville, Indiana. Whole, whole fight card. Uh, James Schaefer stepping in uh, for a big fight on the main event, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited for that. Would not mind if you're listening to hear a, just a rain of boos for James Schaefer as he walks to the cage. Yeah. That just would not be the worst thing ever. Really glutteral. Just boo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boo this man! Like, like to where it's disrespectful. We'll yeah. see you guys next Monday. Peace. Peace. Peace.